My biggest inspiration is my mum, and my mum is Doreen Lindfoot, and she's 84 years old. But my mum, as always, she's one of those people that just throws herself into every single day and lives her life like every day is her last. I would say business with a heart, because any business is really about people, uh, whether it's your teams or your customers. So it's not just about the numbers. Of course, that's that's great. But actually, if you put your customer and your people first and you do the right thing with a great idea that's unique and different, then the money will follow. So don't chase the money, chase the customer and you know those more, I suppose, value-driven aspects of business. Fuel your dreams, ignite your inspiration. Join us and feel at home here at Fearless Inspiration. I love travel. I'm interested in people. I love the cultural diversity. And, you know, you're bringing joy to customers. You know, you're, you're creating dreams, all diversity, you know. So whether it's LGBTQ or, you know, gender diversity or the purple power, you know, whatever it might be, it's all important. So I, I just feel it's part of my responsibility as a leader and as a business person to do the right thing and businesses get better financial results as well and the customer gets a better experience so it's a win all round and today's guest is Jeanette Limfoot of the Brave Bold and Brilliant podcast she's an advocate for women in the boardroom as a boardroom advisor she's a business mentor and a successful property business owner hi Jeanette uh, thanks for coming uh, where are you calling from today well, I'm actually down in South Wales, Ian. So, yeah, down in Swansea. So, yeah, I'm coming from, from that part of the world. But it's lovely to see you. And thank you so much for inviting me on. It's a real pleasure. Now, I've got a bit more in your impressive background in a moment. But to get straight to the inspiration, could you tell us who is your biggest inspiration and why? Oh, I can. And I tell you what, my biggest inspiration, I've got to tell you, is my mum and my mum is Doreen Linfoot and she's 84 years old but my mum as always she's one of those people that just throws herself into every single day and lives her life like every day is her last so that sort of principle of giving it a go never being afraid you know sometimes we are obviously but we push through that but just really putting yourself out there and then good things will happen. And if you're a good person, then I think good things come back to you. So, yeah, my mum has taught me some amazing things to, to really push out of my comfort zone in business. So, yeah, I've got to say my mum, Ian. Yeah, that's that's really moving. And it's interesting, actually, as we get down into, you know, almost 20 episodes now, how many people have, have cited one of the parents. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's something I'm going to look into following up on, really. Uh, thanks for that. And what... Can you tell us something that you both are good at and you love doing, Some, a passion that just drips out of you? You know what? I just love business. I know that sounds pretty broad, but I'm fascinated by businesses, by the good you can do, you know, and, and how actually you can take something, an idea from a very, very, you know, small start to create something quite incredible. So I love business. I love international as well, growth. And I've spent a lot of time over in China, India, Russia, you know, buying businesses, running businesses when I was in my corporate career. Um, so yeah, I'm all about growth, transformation, turnaround. Um, I'm not the kind of person that just wants to tick over and, and sit still. So, yeah, I mean, I think business, 
being commercially astute. Um, but also, I would say business with a heart, because any business is really about the people, uh, whether it's your teams or your customers. So it's not just about the numbers. Of course, that's that's great. But actually, if you put your customer and your people first and you do the right thing with a great idea that's unique and different, then the money will follow. So don't chase the money. Chase the customer and, you know, those more, I suppose, value-driven aspects of business. And then the financials will come afterwards. That's my, I believe, anyway. That's brilliant advice. Yeah, thank you for that. Right. Uh, a little bit more on your background. Um, you did uh, economics and management, I believe, at university. And then you went to work as uh, an economist for the government. Then you had 27 years in the travel industry, I'm guessing in various roles, but at some point you were director of big parts of um, big companies like TUI, um, your director of tour operations, new markets, I think, was there. And then you've stepped into being your own um, mergers and acquisitions consultant and a mentor and mastermind um, lead for lots of other business people. You're also a champion diversity and uh, women's place in the boardroom, which is really inspiring. You've got uh, your podcast, Brave, Bold and Brilliant, and a successful property business. So there's tons and tons and tons there. I don't know how you've got time to do anything, but could you tell us some of your inspirations along that journey? Yeah, I mean, listen, Ian, it's, it's interesting how life works out because I'm a big believer in having you know a goal and purpose and being really clear on all of that. But I think when you're younger and, and sort of starting out in your career, you don't necessarily know where you want to be in 10 years' time. So I guess for me, you know, I, I was in the government economic service, which was a great first job, but I didn't love it. You know, it, it was a good role, et cetera, but the civil service wasn't for me. Um, so I jumped into the travel industry and, you know, had a really fabulous career. So, you know, I love travel. I'm interested in people. I love the cultural diversity. And, you know, you're bringing joy to customers. You know, you're, you're creating dreams uh, for people when, you, when you're dealing with holidays and those kind of things. But the travel industry is a very tough sector as well because the margins are very thin. So, yes, you've got the fantastic product side of it, if you like, the experience that you create. But it's a really tough commercial environment that's prone to economic shocks, et cetera. So for me, I think that that sort of 27 years in the industry, which I really loved, um, kind of kept me going really and, and allowed me ultimately to go from the bottom of, of an organization right to becoming the CEO. Um, so, so, you know, and I don't say that to brag, but just if you love what you do and you're in a, an environment, you've found a tribe that you that you can really flourish in, anything is possible, even for a working class girl from, uh, from Manchester like me. Um, so, yeah, so that's the travel bit and, and that's sort of the industry there. And then my jump out into entrepreneurial world where I've now got a portfolio of my own businesses, I guess that was a natural point in my life where I'd really had a very successful corporate career. But I knew that the next phase of my life, as I'm sitting there in my mid-40s, um, I really wanted to have more choice, freedom, flexibility, do the things I love. And of course, ultimately create, you know, significant financial freedom for you know, myself, my family, my partner. So I, I'm a corporate CEO turned entrepreneur, I guess, Ian, is, is, is the summary. <laughs> so, yeah. 
And within that travel space, was there any bit that really moved you more than anything else? Was it, you know, the seeing how a different culture lives? Was it, I don't know, linking up with people in a different country or was it you know being a tour guide i don't know not that you were a tour guide but you know is there any one one bit you can pick out about that 27 years that was the most inspiring yeah there's loads actually but i think in particular when i made the move from sort of running the big um sort of commercial elements of a uk business without when i was the product director at first choice and then i got asked to go to russia to actually buy two businesses in russia one in ukraine rebrand them as TUI. So this is Russian customers traveling. Uh, so very different culture, very different business environment. I'd never bought a business in my entire life. And, you know, I, this is when I was at TUI. And that was a real turning point for me because it, I had to dig deep in terms of, you know, I suppose all of the skills and knowledge and business experience I had, but applying it in a really different environment where you've got to be very um culturally aware of the differences and very respectful but also the business environment you know very tough very different um you know tax lots of black cash swilling around businesses that obviously as a FTSE 100 business you have to operate in a certain way so that was a real turning point and and I guess it it pushed me out of my comfort zone in the most extreme way possible um so so yeah, and and I, and sometimes it's not until you're pushed out of your comfort zone that you and I don't mean this to be arrogant, but sometimes you don't realize how good you are, and actually other people often see the potential in you more than you see in yourself, and that was definitely the case when I got asked to go to Russia, and then after that, you know, my career I then got promoted, became the managing director of the emerging markets for Tui, so I was running businesses in China, India. So it was a real turning point, you know, that that actually then kind of catapulted me forward far more than if I just stayed doing the job that I was doing before that, which I, I enjoyed and I was very good at, but I wouldn't have had that stretch in the way that I did. So yeah, there's 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 loads, Ian, but that's a real standout for me because it was quite quite an extreme change. <laughs> yeah, no, I I can I really am moved by what you're saying because I can see you know, I was in the mindset, I was kind of praying for calm seas, really, just um, living my accountancy life and never even considering that growth and stretch would be welcome at all. And, you know, I'm not quite living it yet. But yeah, to hear that story from within a, a kind of UK corporate world initially to have, have jumped through, through those hoops is really, really inspiring. So thank you for that. And then out of these different businesses, you're running now. Um, you, well, I'm, I want to ask about the this diversity specialist. Um, I may have termed it wrong there, but you know, part of the tagline for fearless inspiration. Uh, we're going to add on total inclusion because I just love the idea of including as many people as possible. And yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about what's in, inspired your your passion for diversity and inclusion in the workplace and that project? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's something that's always been close to my heart. Um, obviously, as a, as a woman with as a female perspective, uh, gender, in, you know, diversity is important, but all diversity and inclusion is is critical, you know. And I've always uh, tried to build teams myself that that are welcoming to all, you know, races, genders, um, sexual orientation, you know, disabilities as well, you know. So I think to have an inclusive team um, and environment actually it's proven you get better results 
So not only is it the right thing to do for society and to create those opportunities for all people, regardless of, of background, social uh, diversity is another one, actually. So, you know, when it comes to gender diversity, I guess I was in an environment where I had an amazing career and I had some fabulous bosses, you know, and I worked for some amazing men and some amazing women. But a lot of my career, when I got to a very senior level, to director and board board level and above, I was very often the only woman in the boardroom with a profit and loss account. And that, that is, you know, things are changing, which is good, but there's still a long way to go. You know, so if you look at the top 100 companies in the UK that are listed on the, you know, the FTSE, only six of them are, are have female CEOs, 6%, which is shockingly low, right? And and the reality is when, um, you know, if you take university graduates, it's pretty much 50-50. So there's a whole bunch of things that go on. Um, but I believe that everyone has skills and contributions that they can make but you have to really create an environment where proactively that you're encouraging those opportunities for all so yes from my point of view gender in diversity is important because I'm a woman and I've been through that journey myself but all diversity you know so whether it's LGBTQ or you know gender diversity or the purple power you know whatever it might be it's all important. So I just feel it's part of my responsibility as a leader and as a business person to do the right thing. And businesses get better financial results as well. And the customer gets a better experience. So it's a win all round. Um, so it's something I'm really passionate about, uh, having had firsthand experience of it myself. And Thankfully, we're moving in the right direction, but there's a lot more to be done. You know, I mean, that's a reality. So, but you're yeah. actually helping individual, either women or and organisations on that with that agenda. I think, aren't you? As part of your professional work. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I sit on a, with an, an organisation called Every Woman. So I uh, in, and it's an organisation that encourages gender diversity, um, in particular at senior levels. So I I sit as an ambassador for that organisation, and I'm also a judge on the Every Woman in Travel to encourage. You know, it's the industry that I've spent a lot of my career in. So that's a proactive role. I also do a lot in terms of my mentoring as well. You know, so I don't just mentor women; I mentor men and women. But very often when I mentor women one to one, it's it's often around confidence, board presence. You know, they have the capability, but sometimes the mindset or, or maybe the approach means that they, they can sometimes help hold themselves back as well as an organization and holding themselves back. So I work intensely one to one to help to help women really achieve their full potential. Um, and then I work with organizations as well. To, to make sure that they're doing everything they can to get the best results for the business, but also to be making sure that they have the most diverse teams. Um, so, yeah, it's a combination of advising businesses, doing the right thing in terms of what I do with the organisation Every Woman, and then one-to-one -one support for individuals that I mentor directly. So, yeah, there's never one size fits all, Ian. That's the thing. There's always lots of different ways to approach these uh, topics. Well, that's amazing. And, and I saw on your website you've got a section with inspiring women, haven't you? With, like, loads of different people with a little bit of a bio. That's great. That is yeah, yeah, exactly. I should also have a section of inspiring men. I'm not anti-men, by the way. I am very pro-men and I'm very pro-women. <laughs> but I think the point is that neither's better or worse. We're different. 
And that difference actually is where the magic happens because both sides bring different aspects and that combination on a team is really powerful. But what you don't want to have is, you know, one outlier where it's almost can be gender washing or it's seen that we've hit a target, but actually underneath the surface, you know, there's nothing of substance there. Um, so so that's how, where I work with organisations to help them get to where they, they need to get to because it's better for them, better for everyone all around. Yeah, and I saw somewhere also you use the term inspiring leadership. Now, that's something we've not yet covered on this this podcast, the aspect of, of leadership being inspiring. Is there anything mm. you could share on that? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think um, having really strong role models is is important. So if you are um, an upcoming leader yourself, to surround yourself with other people that have maybe, you know, uh, maybe a few steps ahead of you, that can really make a difference in terms of building confidence. And if you can see people like you that have succeeded in, in the field you want to get into, you can learn a lot from those people. So that's one aspect, actually, who do you look up to? But I also believe as a leader, every single person has a responsibility. If you're climbing up that ladder, you need to be putting your hand down to pull up the next generation with you. And I think that's something that everyone should do. You know, this isn't a gender issue. This is just about, you know, uh, allowing um, those that are maybe at more junior points of their career to help them actually progress as well. So, you know, I think you have to lead by example. Um, And I think that's in everything you do, you know, and, and we talk a lot about authenticity, And I think um, in today's world, actually, it's much easier to be authentic, to be yourself. It's much more accepted uh, that you don't have to conform to a stereotype. Um, And and I think as a leader, it's it's your responsibility to inspire, uh, inspire your team, inspire your customers, inspire your shareholders and all of those different stakeholders and the best way to do it, in my opinion, is by walking the walk and talking the talk um, and, you know, making sure that you don't. I never ask anyone on my team to do anything that I've either not done myself or I'm prepared to do. And I think that's the core value that's important to me, probably comes from from my parents and the values around, you know, treating everyone with respect. And everyone has a role. Everyone's important, whether you're the cleaner or you're the CEO you all have a role to play and everyone is important. So, yeah, it's, it's a topic that I, I, I think is, is important, Ian, actually, yeah. and, and that's, that's how I see it anyway. No, thank you. That, that's, that's beautiful. And now, can you tell us a time when maybe you were at a low ebb and something inspired you or, or for someone else who maybe has got low self-belief and, you know, could do with lifting up a little bit? Anything you can say on the inspiration front for, for those guys or for your experience? Yeah, I mean, it's been loads of time. I mean, listen, my career hasn't been all perfect. I've had highs, I've had lows, I've had knockbacks, rejections, you know, and and this is the thing. I think sometimes people portray an image of themselves that everything's wonderful and perfect. But the reality is we all fail at certain times. And that's good. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. And I think one of the one of the kind of low points for me in my career was when I was um, I was at Thomas Cook, actually, in my my earlier career. And I was in a role there, which won't mean anything to, to people listening, but it was called head of product. And I really was ready and I wanted a promotion to become product director. And at the time, my boss brought someone else in over my head. So I didn't 
the opportunity. I was devastated, devastated, honestly. And I was just like distraught. I thought, oh my God, you know, this is like the worst thing in the world, really. I've, I've, I've not got the promotion. I've been knocked back. Um, and now I've got to work for someone that I actually consider myself to be better than, which is, sounds a bit arrogant, but that's how I felt at the time. Now, the reality was, you know, you've got to take accountability for what happens to you, because if you don't, you you, you know, you blame everyone else and, and that's not the way to move forward. Now, what ended up happening after that was that I just buckled down, focused on doing a good job. I then got put forward for an industry award, Young Businesswoman of the Year. You had to be under 30 at the time. And I won this award. And then I got headhunted by a competitor, which was first choice. And I became product director there. And then I had, you know, that was the next phase of my career. It was the next jump up. So had I actually, ironically, got the role at Thomas Cook, I probably would have stayed at Thomas Cook for a long time. And Thomas Cook, unfortunately, you know, was a business that that went uh, under uh, in the last few years, back in 2019. So what was actually a negative at the time ended up being one of the biggest career moves for me that catapulted me up in a different organization, you know. So I think don't lose, don't lose hope when bad things happen, but own it. Take responsibility. Don't blame others. Think about what could you have done differently? How could you have handled that better? What are you going to do next time? You know, and, and then I think you can really you can really kind of move forward in a positive way. So, yeah, that was a bit of a low point. And then I guess when I came out of my corporate career, you know, I wasn't at a low point, but I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. You know, and you don't always know. It's great to have a purpose and a vision, but sometimes you don't always know. And, you know, I just took a bit of time. And sometimes it's easier to think about what you don't want to do and then narrow it down. Um, and then actually I, I ended on my entrepreneurial journey. And again, you know, it's all worked out fantastically well. But there was a time in the middle where I was like unsure. I was unsure what I would do next. Thank you. I mean, the, yeah, that's just such powerful advice. So, yeah, thank you for that. Now, I love events that somehow dissolve barriers between people and, and bring them together to make them feel like they may be on the same team. Uh, is there any inspiring event of that kind that you can recall? Oh, yeah. You know what, Ian? The best thing you can do to bring a team together, in my opinion, this is very simple, is you go out, you go to the pub, you have a good few beers, you have a laugh, <laughs> you have a nice, a nice dinner and you get people to relax as individuals, as a team, as people, not just as whatever job they're doing. And that, in my mind, is the simplest and the most powerful way to build bonds and to get people respecting each other, having a laugh. And then when you're back in the work environment, you just find that those relationships are so much stronger. So I've I've done that regularly. I mean, the travel industry is a very social industry. You can imagine, you know, it's a uh, it's it, the lines between work and 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 home are a bit blurred, to be honest, and social because it's really long hours. People travel a lot with work. You know, it's very difficult. But you you meet fun people and those relationships. I've got friends that I met 30 years ago that were maybe hoteliers and those relationships have stayed with me all all those years and it's because of what's happened what went on outside the office and outside the meeting as much as what happened in the office and in the meeting if that makes sense yeah no that total sense and I like it's just almost like stepping back isn't it from that focus of career or work and just uh, almost saying what's more important in the wider life journey and those you're saying these 30 year old connections you know from with hoteliers is beautiful 
you know, he's like, yeah, of course, that's going to be more important to, you know, allow allow those to be nurtured than just only 100% business, business, business. Yeah, so thank you for that. And for people who have, are inspired and they're wanting to, to turn it into action, I listened to one of your recent podcast episodes, which you said the three S's to help you break through. The first one was story and the last one was strategy. And I've just forgot what the middle one is. I don't know if it, if you can well either expand on that bit of really useful learning that, that is on your podcast or anything else you want to add just for people to turn their inspiration into action. Yeah, I mean, I think I think when you're when you're finding that you're blocked, it's really important to to actually step outside of that blockage. And sometimes I think removing so so it's so story strategy and the third S is state. And by step by state, what we mean is is kind of state of mind and your energy levels as well. So when you and this this even applies if you're say you're going to do a presentation or a public speech and you're nervous, you know, get in state before you actually walk onto that stage to deliver the speech or whatever is so important. So it could be your breathing or it could be that you're feeling blocked or a little bit negative. If you change your state, i.e. your energy and your mindset, that then allows you to to kind of lift your vibration. Um, and and that then, I mean, I'm a bit woo-woo, right? So so I, I believe in um, in this stuff that if, if you're in a, in the right state of mind, the right energy levels, the right sort of well-being, then you will you will attract positive opportunities to you. Have you ever had it where you know you, you have a certain day and everything goes wrong? You know, the alarm doesn't go off. You're sleeping. You walk out the out the door. It's raining. You get wet, and it just seems that the day just goes like that. Everything goes wrong. But the flip side of that is you have a day where everything seems to go right. Well, a lot of that is about your state of mind. So when things knock you back, you just have to sort of change your state, change your energy, go to the gym, get a positive endorphin rush, and then the world seems you know more open of possibilities. So so yeah, definitely change your state. Story is all about you know what you tell yourself. So Confucius has a brilliant quote from Confucius that says, those who think they can and those who think they can't are both usually right. So if you tell yourself that you're, oh, I don't know, I'm not an entrepreneur, I'm not entrepreneurial at all, well, the chances are you won't be. If you tell yourself a different story that, you know, I am entrepreneurial, I can, I can, you know, start a business and grow a business, chances are you will do. But, you know, because you're talking to your subconscious brain. So that's the story bit. And then the strategy, which is where most people start, actually, that should come later. Once you've got the right story, the right state of mind, your strategy then is how are you going to get there? What actions are you going to take? And take action every single day, even if it's only baby steps. And sometimes you might have to go backwards to go forwards, but that's okay. Um, But do something. Don't just do a lot of talking and no action because nothing's going to (laughs) happen. It's not a revelation, but you gotta you gotta put the work in, you know. I think that Confucius one and that story is so powerful because yeah, I think I've been telling myself, you know, I'm yeah, I'm still an accountant. I'm not really a you know a virtual photographer entrepreneur. You know, I've not really believed it myself, and if I don't believe it myself, it's unlikely to happen. So yeah, I've this last few months, it's been slowly creaking open that door to say. No, maybe I am actually. I, I can be an entrepreneur. So yeah, thank you for that because it's uh, yeah for people 
or all the entrepreneurs, I'm guessing it's probably something that was long gone and they've forgotten about. And for but for people who were, have never considered entrepreneurship, it is yeah a big a big one that uh, that can potentially stop them from you know doing great things. So yeah, thank you. And now it's time for quickfire inspiration. So could you tell us one of your most inspiring films? Oh, Eat, Pray, Love. One of your most inspiring aspects of nature? Oh, I think I think um, I would say diving and, and the whole underworld. I, I love scuba diving. And what you see down there is, it is another world. And you're just at total peace, total peace. And when you're there with the dolphins or, you know, with the turtle, it's just incredible. And the fish, it's, yeah. So for me, that, that just takes all of the stress away. It's beautiful. Well, yeah, you're the first person that's, that said that. It's brilliant. Your most inspiring aspect of design or style? Ooh, inspiring design or style. That's quite difficult, Ian. Um, ooh, I might have to come back to that. Yeah, that's Let okay. Yeah, 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 we've got a bit of time, <laughs> yeah. Um, one of your most inspiring songs? Echo Beach by Martha and the Muffins. Echo Beach was that? Echo Beach by Martha and the Muffins. It's one of been one of my favourite songs since I was 12 years old. And for me, it's a song all about hope and that actually there, you know, anything is possible. And the humdrum daily grind, if you like, it doesn't have to be like that. Um, so, yeah, Echo Beach. It's, it's not a song that a lot of people will necessarily know, but check it out. It's really cool. Well, I'll put these in the show notes um, so, uh, yeah, people can click on them and, and, and check them out. And one of your most inspiring aspects of travel? Oh, gosh, there's so much. There's so much. I am, I am going to say, well, I love, I love the world, right? The world is a fascinating place. But Chris and I were fortunate enough when I came out of my corporate life to go um, backpacking around South America for three months, proper backpacking. And we saw some incredible, um, amazing countries, you know, Argentina, Chile, you name it. But I would say the Galapagos. Oh, wow. I've not been there. It's otherworldly. It's unique. There's nowhere like it on the planet. It's incredible. Yeah. And that's very much linked to nature as well, of course. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Right. Could you tell us what you think is most right in the world? What I think is most right. I think fundamentally every person has good in them. And I think I think when people dig deep and really, really, you know, if they if they focused on just doing one good thing every day for somebody else, then the world would be a better place. I think a lot of people do. But fundamentally, I think we we do care, you know, as human beings, we have the capacity for emotion, care and, and choice. Um, and actually, I think, yeah, I think fundamentally, I like to think most people are good. Brilliant. Thank you for that. And and what what's next on the agenda for Jeanette and your multiple projects? Well, you know what, Ian? I, I mean, obviously, I want our property business to continue to grow, um, which I'm really passionate about. And that's something that Chris and I do together. But for me, um, in terms of, I suppose, a, a wider purpose for me, I, as I say, I believe that every single person has greatness within them, but it's not always easy to unlock that potential. So if I, one of the key drivers of what I do with my mentoring, with my podcast, it's all about helping people unlock their true potential. So they don't go to their graves saying, I could have, I would have, I should have, and actually really fulfill their dreams because too many people don't do that and life is too short. 
So for me, I want to have as big an impact as possible to help as many possible, as many people as possible fulfill their dreams, which sounds a little bit twee, but you know, I think that's the thing. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. And and what is the next book on your reading list? Oh, oh, I, I tell you what I'm reading. I've only just started it, so this doesn't count because I've not read it yet. Unsexy Business by James Waller, I think is uh, his surname. And it's all about the unsexy businesses, you like being a bailiff or, you know, whatever, of these individual entrepreneurs that have taken an unsexy business and made a massive success and impact. Right. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, thank you. And did uh, an in- inspiring aspect of design or style pop into your head yet before we finish? <laughs> oh, no, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Inspiring style. I am going to go for a, a piece of architect, architecture that has inspired me, and that is the Gate of India in Mumbai. And the reason why I love that is if you've ever been to Mumbai, it's a crazy eclectic mix. And I love India. I spent a lot of time in India. And also Chris proposed to me under the Gate of India. And it is very, it's right next door to the Taj Hotel, which itself is an iconic building. So yeah, that for me, in terms of a piece of architecture, has got great meaning. And it's uh, yeah, it's a beautiful, crazy place all, all mixed into one. Oh, yeah, you've done so much travel. I mean, I love traveling. I did quite a bit, but, you know, I just, yeah, there's lots I've not been to India or yet at all. I have to ask, have you got a trip planned, your next trip abroad or in the UK? Um, You know what? I haven't actually, which is unusual for us because we, I mean, travel has been my career, but also, you know, we have a great passion for for traveling. What we have said is that we will definitely, well, we'll probably go back and do Machu Picchu because I've been to Machu Picchu, but I haven't done the trek. Right. And Chris, my other half, hasn't been. So, you know, we definitely want to to do a full trek up to to Machu Picchu uh, for sure. And, um, yeah, probably more in South America. I want to go back diving in the Galapagos uh, because when we went, I wasn't an experience, as, as experienced a diver. And there you've got really strong currents, amazing marine life. You've got all the hammerheads. Uh, so uh, we're definitely going to go, go and dive in the Galapagos. So we'll have done Galapagos by land and then Galapagos by sea. So, yeah, I don't go back to places generally as a general rule, but that, that I would do. Well, well that's... Uh, that's good to know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Brilliant. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? God, well, I'm all over social media, Ian, as you know. So I'm on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Instagram. And my website is Jeanette Linfoot Associates. So Jeanette, spelled with two N's. Everyone spells my name wrong. And sometimes emails don't come through to me. Um, and of course, my podcast, which is Brave, Bold, Brilliant. And I've got a YouTube channel too. So yeah, you can find me anywhere, really. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that. You are very welcome, Ian. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Jeanette, for your inspiration today. Here's Jeanette's top 10 hits of inspiration. One, get inspired by living each day like it's your last. Put yourself out there like Jeanette's mum. Two, could you not just love business and the good you can do with it? Transformation, growth and turnaround. Three, get inspired about business with a heart, all about your people and customers. Chase that maybe first instead of the money and the money might follow. Four, love how you can create dreams in the travel industry. Five, love how 
if you can find a feud that you flourish in, and with the tribe that you love, anything is possible, like Jeanette's meteoric rise in the travel industry. Six, sometimes when you get pushed out of your comfort zone, this might be an opportunity for others to see the potential in you. Seven, get inspired by inclusion. Not only is it the right thing, it can help your business. It's a win all round. Eight, get inspired by having a great role model for your own leadership journey. And if you are an inspired leader already, get inspired by helping those earlier in the journey up onto the leadership ladder. Nine, also as a leader, inspire all your different stakeholders. 10. When you fail, that's maybe how you can learn to consider taking accountability for what's happened to you. This can maybe help you avoid blaming others as much and can help you find the best way forward. What is a negative might turn out to be a positive in the long term. 11. Sometimes it's easier to think what you don't want to do when you're trying to narrow a big list of things down or if you don't know where to start. 12. Get teams to relax and have fun outside work to build stronger work relationships. 13. Jeanette's three S's for breaking through. State, story and strategy. First, change your state into a higher one. Doing something you love or exercise or whatever gets you into the better vibration. Then you're likely to attract better things back. Story. Tell yourself great things. As Confucius said, those that think they can will, those that think they can't won't. For example, say you are an entrepreneur and strategy. What do you need to do every day? And finally, number 14, get inspired by helping people unlock their true potential. Thanks for joining me today. Watch out for news on our new group. Thank you everyone for listening today. Your kind attention is really appreciated and valued. If you feel some inspiration from today's episode, please share it. And please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you wish, leave us some comments. In your comments, please let us know any inspirational subjects you'd like us to cover. As I aim to build a bank of both inspiration and stories of events that inspired close connection between groups of people. If you have something to share in this space, send me an email at inspiringteamhuman at gmail.com. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.